everyone welcome to the Windsor not a royal wedding podcast i believe joe it is yes and daniel is, and that is joe scrabbles i'm daniel Kruper, and we're not far away now oh we're, we're so we're two weeks away and close. if you're like me and you're attending a wedding in two weeks your thoughts would naturally turn to the idea of what are you going to buy them as a gift guess it i would leave this very last minute and i'd panic and i'd get something from a service station i know we've planned to call this episode gifts but could we call it guess it guess it or guess it, it would break her one well you can spell that however yeah, guess it is g-i-s-s-e-t it's not neologism it's a that is neologism it's just made up i was gonna say portmanteau it's not what this is a weird let's call thoroughfare we've stumbled into so um we're going to talk about gifts gifts that they're going to get um but even though they're all going to get receive a lot of shit, I, I assume, and we'll get on to some of the shit that the royal family has received in years gone by, mm. the official line is they don't want gifts. Absolutely not. They don't do not give want them. gifts. Um, so Princess, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have instead asked their guests to donate to one of seven charities. So is this guests? Because I read this as... Public. Public who want to send gifts to them... The- Give to charities so instead. So if you're rich, gives a present. Yeah. If you, you've got no taste and no money, don't send us socks. Genuinely. Don't I think that's tra- it. Well, the independent says guests. You're not going to turn down a Fabergé, are you? And well, I wouldn't. Uh, I don't know why I'd do that. I, uh, As I got older, I wish I had less stuff. Yeah, but... And for someone who spent the majority of their 20s buying pop culture shite... You have so much stuff. Um, I think you've got more stuff than anyone I know. Yeah. The amount of stuff that arrives for you that you've bought <laughs> quietly at night. I- idiot. <laughs> Absolute idiot. I bought a Pennywise doll the other day. Yeah. Anyway, um, you can donate to one of seven charities. Do you want to know what these charities are? I do. Um, Cheever, which is um, Children's HIV Association. Extremely worthy. Not a hotbed for comedy, that. So That's um, moving on. UK-based as well, I found out. Crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, the Minna Malia Foundation, which I think is a helping Muslim women. Scotty's Little Soldiers. Um, I think that is children who have been orphaned because of um, combat. And um, Yes. Oh, stri- Mina Malia, Mahila is, it empowers women in Mumbai's urban slums. We both accidentally prepared the same thing. So we've both got the same list. Like, again, We're helping. Again, this section is not hotbed for comedy. No. It's just, just sincerity. We're just saying causes. how nice they are. Um, street games. Surf is against sewage, which sounds wicked. Yeah. I think I think we, we could all get behind that. And th- the Wilderness Foundation UK. Yeah, that's all right. So Will and Kate did a similar thing when they got married a couple of years ago, and they re- raised £1 million. But they did it for 26 charities, which I think Ooh. actually means less. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Means less for all those charities. I reckon Harry and Meghan could beat that. It's like how children in th- need always makes more money than the oh, other four. Yeah. It's almost like they're cheating. And also... Yeah, yeah, I think do they like them more? I think, I they're, more, like, I think they're cooler. I think they're more um, approachable, empathetic. Yeah, I think they're easier to understand as people because Prince William's always been quite and he's going to be king, and he's, he's going to be, be king. And Kate Middleton is classic princess material, whereas Harry's the bad boy. He's the good, bad boy, yeah. And Meghan's the cool girl who's like taking the on the next level. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, she's they are bringing cooler. Some, she's bringing some They're cool. fucking well cool. Oh, God, I wish I was so cool. <laughs> ah, um, yeah, so that's what they're, they're asking for. But you know who can ignore this rule for no gifts? I've got a guess. The Liz. Big Liz. Fuck off, I'm the Queen. Mighty Q. So um, this is another story about what the Queen might give as a present. Now, the Queen can do what she wants. With all we these things well where they say might, is this from a tabloid yeah. newspaper? Yeah. So it might be BS. Yeah, I've purposely avoided this story because you're presenting it to me. Uh, it's not. I just, I just, lo- I just like the first phrase in the story, which is from former royal editor and Prince Harry biographer Duncan Lacombe. Lacombe, like Jacques Lacombe, Lacombe. the philosopher. Yeah. No, no, not Lacombe. Uh-huh. The Mirror Stage. Yeah, he's not um, the Mirror Stage. Larcombe. might just be Larcombe. <laughs> um, the Queen has a habit of giving property. What? 
What a weird phrase. Does she's she? Like, oh, she can't go out. She can't be trusted. Yeah. She'll give away a terrace. I know. She's just like, oh, you know what? Just have, just have it. it. Makes it sound like Oprah. She's like giving away it's stuff Just under constantly. everyone's seat a little. Everyone's got a terraced house. Oh, Whoa. have a bungalow. They're going cheap in Burnley. Whoa. Just pointing to houses that aren't hers. <laughs> have that! That's your house. Oh, it's mine already. Um, ma'am, you don't actually own that. Of course I do. I'm the queen. Like, Fuck off. I, I own that. Stop <laughs> telling me. Imagine if she just thought she owned everything. I mean, it's possible. Swans. Swans, yes. Whales. She owns bloody porpoises. She can own anything she wants. Anything in her proximity Anything within hers. three miles of the British coast. Any, anything within three miles of her head she owns. If you bought, if you built a big dolphin-shaped house two and a half miles off of the British coastline, she'd probably own that, technically. She'd be already in there. And she'd probably give it to you, just because she could. But yeah, she, the Queen has a habit of giving property. She's trying to shake it, she can't. Um, she gave Prince Andrew Sunning Hill Park, Prince Charles was given Burke Hall, and William and Kate were gifted, gifted, <coughs> Anmer Hall. Okay, so there's every chance that Harry and Meghan might find themselves the proud owners of a nice property outside of London. Soho Farmhouse. Lacombe suggests that York Cottage in Sandringham is the most likely. He says that that's quoted that. York most Cottage. likely. The estate was once used by King George V and Queen Mary and is currently used as royal offices. So some people get turfed out from their office. Just getting, imagine that. Like the Queen just suddenly goes, oh, the IGN office, uh, that's going to uh, Beatrice. See you later. <laughs> she just what? We, gets us out. We chain ourselves to a desk. You oh, we would not. We'd I'd do stuff Beatrice. to that mural in our office. <laughs> dirty protest. <laughs> oh, we're doing dirty protests again. If Beatrice comes in here kicking off with her weird hat, I'm we, dirty protesting. Don't, don't be like a chimpanzee. I'm going to get it through that little hole in that. <laughs> is it a hole? There's lots of... No, but no, it's, it's like, like you a, could still... I'd still give you like three points if you get it in from distance. Target. Um, yeah. Sorry, that's a aside, isn't it? Oh, it is. Um, the cottage was... This is from um, the Wikipedia page for York Cottage. Mm. The cottage was originally called the Bachelor's Cottage. Hello. And was built as an overflow residence for Sandringham House. You <laughs> say an overflow residence for all of Henry VIII's... Dirty process. Mistresses. Um, George V loved York Cottage, which is said to resemble three Merry England pubs joined together. Oh, that actually sounds amazing. That sounds good, I'm, it? I'm into it. And, and ob- also, obviously Harry likes it. That's what I was thinking. He's asking. It's called the Love Cottage, and it looks like three boozes wait, wait. smushed together. I thought you said it was the Bachelor's Cottage. Well, sorry, I've, I've, I've extrapolated You're thinking wildly. the playhouse. No, like a Japanese love hotel. <laughs> because, yeah, I've always had my eye on that. Pubs on the outside, yeah, love hotel on the inside. Uh, yeah, that's uh, how I refer to myself. <laughs> so th- yeah, so that's um, that's the Queen's gift. That's um, Duncan Lacombe has said that might be the Queen's gift. I think that's a wicked gift if you can well, get. Yeah, and also if Nana's bungalow, if your house has a Wikipedia page, you're doing all right. <laughs> Nana's bungalow. Also, good. again, cottage. Fuck off! Is it? Oh, it's, it's, they're already uh, living uh, in a cottage with just, fourteen it's, bedrooms. It's or something. massive. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, uh, do you want to know what other people are giving them for gifts? I'd love to. Um, well, I'll start off with one who hasn't quite decided yet. That's Priyanka Chopra, who is officially not a bridesmaid. She will okay. not be a bridesmaid. But she is attending. Yes, okay. Ooh, I think she is. Well, she's saying she's going to give a gift, so I'm assuming she is. Okay. Um, incidentally. As a slight update, it sounds like Meghan might not have any bridesmaids. She yeah, might be again, bucking the entire again, tradition. Middle finger to tradition. Yeah, exactly. Take she might that. have maid of honour, who would be her best friend, which, as we found out in previous months, fuck knows who her best friend is. She's apparently got 12,000. Uh, it's always a different person. Means less. But, yeah, who knows. But Priyanka Chopra said this to Good Morning America when she was asked, what gift will you give him? I've been struggling with that myself. I think you just have to think about the person you're getting the gift for. Because really, what do you give a princess? Uh, she's technically not going to be a princess, but that's fine. You think you should give a princess a frog? Most princesses like frogs. We'll have to think about this one. What a weird statement. Well, it's kind of like slagging off Harry a bit. Yeah, like get a new yeah. boyfriend. I never thought of that. Rude. She already, have, she already got a prince. <laughs> yeah, and she's not a princess. Yeah. Ooh, had a little gurgle there. <laughs> that That's how pie, I'm coming back to angry you. gurgle. Is uh, a very nice one. That actually, I was genuinely nearly having a little cry at my desk earlier. Uh, Manchester bombing survivor Amelia Thompson, who's been invited. Uh, she's twelve, I believe. I haven't written it down. 
she says, we're going to take a pillar candle, which has the names of the 20 people who died on that day to the wedding, adding that she wants to ask St. George's Chapel to light the candle on May 22nd, the anniversary of the bombing. It's just something a little personal. It'll mean all the 22 people will be there, which is really nice. Um, I hope they do do that. That'd be good. Um, (laughs) And to completely reverse the tone, Tyler Dooley, who is Megan's nephew, uh, old Tyler. Uh, I'm hoping old enough for this. Uh, I'm just going to read directly from the piece because it's much funnier. Meghan Markle's nephew is planning a mind-blowing celebration of her marriage next month by growing a new strain of marijuana called Markle Sparkle. <laughs> you reckon he's getting an invite? I hope the candle's not the only thing being lighted in uh, uh, George's his chapel. I don't think Tyler's going to get invited somehow. I think that passing that down to the Queen. Yeah. Have a toke. Sparkle, sparkle. Oh, she gave me a flat. It's a real, uh, it's a real mellow high. Uh, he lost- Philip, have a go on this. <laughs> it's for fucking stonking. Oh, cows. No cows here, ma'am. Absolutely no cows. Oh, cows. Shut up, wedges. <laughs> he last spoke to his aunt three years ago, but said she regularly used to babysit him and his brother TJ when they were children. And this is what he has to say. Megan grew up in California, and I'm sure she has an American view on pot. I know in England marijuana is still taboo. Not really. Not really. But it's more normal to us here. Prince Harry enjoys a good party. I'd be happy to show them around if they ever come out here and educate them on the medical benefits of marijuana. I, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb here. You know, Prince Harry is a very worldly man. I don't think he needs to be educated on the merits of marijuana. I don't think... Or the usage of. No. And I don't think he's going to be doing it around just token up on Markle Sparkle anytime soon. Um, when the outdoor growing season begins next month, Tyler, who has a license to grow medical marijuana, will plant the legal limit of 48 plants to sell to patients for pain relief. I'm sure. Um, and one other gift, not being given to the couple, but to uh, Megan's father. Uh, he'll probably get a coat of arms. Ooh. The Markle coat of arms. Uh, the Middleton's... Yeah. We don't know what it's going to be. It's not been confirmed, but it's almost bang on because the Middleton's got one. Uh, and their one featured three acorns, which represented the family's three children, Kate, Pippa, and James. <laughs> I want to be represented by an acorn. <laughs> acorn. Weird, isn't it? <laughs> and a gold... Say what you want, can't you? Yeah. Yes. And a gold stripe across the middle in honour of Kate's mother, Carol, whose maiden name <laughs> is Goldsmith. <laughs> I think it's a gold stripe. (laughs) It's so easy. You say, and this represents that. Great. Well, you've got three kids. Well, I've been practicing my acorns, so uh, I'll stick them on. (laughs) It's a big big gold stripe. Does that represent? uh, Yeah. Just right down the... Not even a straight line. Just a... That'll do. I don't know what Thomas Markle will get, though. That'll be quite good. Who's a lighting engineer? Yeah, like a little... Three-point light setup. Just the the start of Full House. I want a little suit... It's lit, lit by three lights. To represent... Just his love Three of, lights. <laughs> just to represent his love of lighting and three-point lighting setups. Yeah, fair play. Uh, that's other people's gifts. There's really not a lot of gift information out there, to be honest. There's not. But uh, Tyler Dooley's is clearly the best. So, we live in very modern times, Joe. We do. Where people that want to scary. donate to charity instead of being selfish. <laughs> Let me tell you, take you back to the 80s, where things were very different when Wall Street ruled the world... <laughs> When people were all about more and more and more. Gordon and these two, people, these two people were worse than most. <laughs> it's Princess Diana and Prince Charles. Du, 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 du. <laughs> so this is like, um, I found this old article in, archived on the New York Times. And it's a breakdown of what Charles and Diana received from uh, various Commonwealth nations. It's archived on the New York Times. Yeah, it's like an old, Hidden I away. don't think it was on, the, it's like copy and paste from a New York Times. Oh. Article. So we can go through some countries if you'd like. Oh, 100%. What? So this is what countries gave Yeah, them. so this is um, mainly Commonwealth countries. Okay. Because they're in little suck-ups. Absolutely little germs. So I guess like in one sense, it's an opportunity for them to display like the produce and like quality of their I Whereas, see. So it's more about going like, like our country's yeah. sick and here's a good opportunity yeah. to do it. Our, our silver is wicked. Yeah. So Canada, start with Canada for you, Joe. Can I guess, did they give them water? Didn't give them water. Canada's biggest export is water. Is it? I found oh, out. I thought it was going to be wood. Exactly. It's got, it's got loads of forests, hasn't it, Canada? Well, uh, they've really done a good got job. A lot of the world's wood. They're helping out. Keeping it all hidden up there. Um, Canada, they gave them a room full of antique Canadian furniture of the 18th and 19th centuries. 
A room. A room full of antique Canadian furniture. Four poster bed in maple, of course. Nice. Two wooden candle stands. Now, wooden candle stands. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't really thought about that. Have they been Come on, Canada. Not lacquered because that sets on fire, but the opposite. That's worse, Treated. A mahogany toilet mirror. Excuse me. A mahogany toilet mirror. Oh, I th- I, right. <laughs> you mirror stopped mi- after toilet really suddenly, <laughs> so I was like, a mahogany toilet. But I assume there's, would... a, there's a mirror on top of it. It's not just a really buff piece of mahogany. I don't want to jump back to um, like uh, <laughs> scatological subjects too much. But if you had a mahogany toilet, you would not be able to tell when you needed to clean it. That is a fundamental flaw. I'm glad they weren't given that. No, they weren't. Um, and a small drop leaf desk. Oh, when you said a room full, I thought that was like a measurement. Like this room, standard, like just well, absolutely my... packed to the ceiling with furniture. Oh, that's too much shit. Like, if you, what, but like, if it's the, the point where there's so much of it, they're not going to use any of this. This is just going to be shifted around countries. Yeah. But if the Queen's turning around every six months and going, have a tower block. Mate, how (laughs) many times did I tell you? She'd do what she wants. Exactly. Liz, leave her alone. Canadians also sent more personal gifts. Mm -hmm. More personal than a room full of antique furniture. Just some Canadians. Um, Prince Charles got a watercolour of loons. Oh, yeah. They love loons in Canada. Commissioned from the artist Robert Bainman, Canadian artist. Diana got a large brooch of gold, diamonds and platinum. Safe. Safe. Easy to buy for. Keep it simple. Easy Keep to buy it safe. For. Australia now. Oh, hello. The one you've got a connection to. 20 handcrafted silver platters. <laughs> <laughs> Inscribed with the date of the marriage. Presented in a French polished box made of Australian blackwood. Well, it's a French, I just feel like... It's got French polish. I, Get Australian polish on it. I feel it. as a present that's lost its way. Yeah. Like, it's like a handcrafted silver platter, right? Is that enough? Inscribe it with the date of the marriage. Is that enough? Okay. Do 20 of Do them. Do 20 of them. <laughs> Is that enough? Put it in a French polished box made of Australian blackwood. But you just said we need 20, so we've got to get a massive box. Or is it 20 individual boxes? <laughs> um, yeah, do you... Uh, like... You wouldn't give someone a sil- a mass-produced silver platter anyway. No, because it's, it's kind of takes away. New Zealand... Oh. Is that all Australia gave? Well, that's all that's in this article. Cheap New skates. Zealand, on the other hand, gave them a big carpet. <laughs> That's not what it says. It, does, it doesn't say it's a it, big carpet. No, it doesn't say. I've, I've editorialised there. Um, an all wool broad loom carpet. A spokesman of the New Zealand High Commission described it, and I feel at this point he's been caught out. Like he's turned up and he's seen what Australia's done and gone, oh for fuck. Oh god, they've done it again. He's seen what Canada's done. Oh for fuck. And he's gone. He described it as very handsome. So it was. They never even said it was big. It might have been a normal also, little carpet. Look, oh, that's a rug. Also, he also describes it as textured but not patterned. Uh, so Lazy. it's just like a shag rug. <laughs> it's just a a bit of wool. Yeah. Um, Grow up, New Zealand. They also, they also. Oh, here we go. Back then, they didn't ask British citizens to donate to one of six charities. They asked for stuff. So the British citizens. Well, what? well, maybe they were allowed to donate stuff. It says, presents from British citizens have a homelier touch. They include a paperweight made by a Canterbury... Sorry, I'll say that again. They include a paperweight made by a Canterbury Cathedral stone carver. That's hard to say. Yeah. Uh, From a piece of Cayenne stone dating from the 15th century. That's homely, is it? What a homely touch. 15th (laughs) century stone. (laughs) Made by a Canterbury Cathedral stone carver. Oh, pretty classic uh, classic Christmas gift. This one's brilliant. A silver-plated (laughs) mousetrap. There's got to be something... If you want to kill a mouse... That is the most royal way of doing it, apart from a beheading. If you're going to kill a mouse in Buckingham Palace, at least Sil- make it stylish. Um, silver-plated mousetrap. Um, to drink the royal health, two cases of specially blended whiskey from 1948 and 1961 vintages, which we've discussed before on this podcast. Yes, Quite please. a traditional thing to blend one whiskey from the year of the birth of the bride and one from the groom. Same thing happened with Kate and Will and with Harry and Meghan. Cool tradition. And with his country interest, Prince Charles is likely to appreciate the ton of peat sent to him by a local council in Somerset. Yes, please. <laughs> ton of peat. What's he doing with that? How did that turn up? Um, Do you think they wrapped it? Yeah. <laughs> it's just hundreds of rolls of pages just being like, oh, it what keeps squeezing out the edges. Um, Isn't peat really flammable? It goes straight up. Danger. That rug's going to go straight up as well. <laughs> 
Um, you probably chucked it. Cambridge fire. University sent a particularly snooty present. Um, in the so Cambridge University sent a spur copy of the complete English Traveller by George Spence, which was first published in 1771. Spur copy. Uh, got a load knocking about. And the university's librarian said, "It is merely a token present." What? I know what a fucking icy quote that is. Oh. Uh, this is what this really rare first edition. We just had one like this is oh. merely a token present. Probably fucking footlights did something about him. <laughs> um, Shut up. But <clears throat> Prince Charles and Lady Diana had an actual private gift list, like a lot of people do. But they didn't register with John Lewis no. or Selfridges. They registered with General Trading Company in Sloane Street, a fashionable Chelsea specialty store, not far from where Lady Diana lived before her engagement. So a spokesman at the store said, we are very honoured the list is secret. She also added, it contains the kind of items a young woman of her background would appreciate in her home. It is understood that among the presents that they asked for are garden furniture, a wine cooler, ceramic candlesticks, and a pair of breakfast trays. I love that she, yeah, she knew that trays and wooden candlesticks were coming. She's like, better get actually She's like, proper wooden ones. candlesticks, right, I'm going to put ceramic candlesticks yeah. down. And I'm not going to use trays with my own marriage date on it at a normal dinner, because okay. it look weird. I can't have a silver breakfast tray in bed, Charles. I'm going to get this one, and it's got a big picture of Roy Walker from Catchphrase. I love the idea <laughs> that uh, Harry was walking around slamming those silver trays together, <laughs> just like, just, just all wrecked, 20 of them. Give a shit. Um, Sets the box on fire, wraps it in the rug. So that's what Charles and Diana did when they were all decadent in the 80s. It's weird how much they wanted. <laughs> you don't Give need us more. it. Um, honestly, mate, they watched Wall Street, they saw Gordon Gecko, and they went, we can have it all. It's ours, it's fine. Uh, here's a fun thing. We've talked all about these gifts. You're not allowed to bring any of them to the wedding. Or the reception. Just not... No, absolutely not. This comes from seven pages. Whoa, a little burp. That pie so, is fighting you. It might be the beer as well. <laughs> Pies and beer. Well, God, we're cool guys, aren't we? Seven pages of royal wedding critical guidance have been sent to the invitees of the wedding. How many pages? Sorry? Seven pages. Um, if I'm getting sent that before a wedding, I'm not reading it. You'll see it's quite forensic. Uh, but oh, the, you're going to read that going, oh, we're going to have fun in two weeks' yeah, time, aren't we? brilliant. <laughs> Mate, there is some stuff in here that makes you go, I'm not going. <laughs> But um, primarily for us, for this episode, I thought I'd cover the fact that you are not allowed to bring your gifts. Uh, there's a stipulation you cannot bring the gifts to the ceremony or the reception. I don't know whether that means summer party you could, if you stored it somewhere. I don't know, like, you know, like how they have lockers at train stations. Just go Windsor and Eaton Central, stick it in one of them, get it out, bring it to the summer party at Frogmore House later on. But um, guests are advised to seek further guidance on delivery arrangements for any gifts to Kensington Palace. Um... The whole thing sounds mad, though. There's way more than just that. That's a little piece. The main interest for me is... They, so they haven't been published in full, but there's lots of little details coming out. The, the main thing for me is how you get there. It's really weird. So guests are directed to the Windsor Farm Shop, which is three miles away from the actual venue. Like. And it's, I think it was set up by Prince Philip, or at least helped to be set up by Prince Philip. But the idea is this is like the checkpoint. Like, you can't go to the wedding unless you go to the Windsor Farm Shop first. It's like doing the marathon. It's really like strange. Checking your stuff. But to get there, uh, guests must either use the green route via Junction 13 of the M25, or the more scenic red route, which sounds really bad, which takes in the riverside village of Datchet. Uh, guests are even warned to be aware of the level crossing on the B470. <laughs> like, this is how intense it's like. There's a level crossing. Chill out. Um, arrival by train or bus is strongly discouraged in case you come into contact with the general public, whose large numbers could seriously inhibit movement, it says. Uh, and once you get to the shop, you have to prove who you are. Uh, with a passport or driving license, which means the Queen's not going to get in because she's got neither. <laughs> which I really like. that incident? She's going to have to camp out at Winter Castle the night before to get in. She just turns up, she's like, I don't have a passport, I don't need a driving license. I'm the only person this who doesn't need a driving time license. This has ever been an issue. This, this is, is insane. I've got a stamp. stamp this is literally start. my house. A passport, driving license only, sorry. <laughs> this is literally one of my houses. Do you want it? Do you want it? <laughs> 
just aggressively gifting accommodation. You've ruined it for me now. I've got loads. You can have this one. I, fuck it. <laughs> got a bigger one in London. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so there's a, and there's lots of other stuff. Like it's very funny hearing that like George Clooney's going to have to turn up with a passport to be like, yes, I am George Clooney. Just in case, you know. George Clooney's going. I didn't know that. Uh, And there's lots of other little things. Uh, You should only use the toilet between 9 and 11 because uh, it will be closed during the the ceremony and won't be open until around 1-ish. But you should use it early because there's very limited toilet facilities at St. George's Chapel. So I'm imagining like one portaloo that everyone's having to use. No cameras allowed. No mobile phones. Mobile phones need to be surrendered. That's the word they use. Uh, rainwear is the only acceptable luggage beyond handbags. Don't bring anything else. Uh, and we were talking about dress code recently. You're not allowed to wear any medals. And they think it's because David Beckham ruined it for everyone. What? <laughs> David Beckham turned up to Kate and Wills. We love David Beckham. We should I, we should make that lo- clear. I literally send Joe clips from David Beckham's Instagram that I think are too lovely. Yeah. Especially when his like, daughter was washing his hair. Oh, and he's, he's telling brilliant. his daughter how much he loves her. And like... Oh, he's an amazing man. He's a great dude. We really always like. really winds me up when people have a go at his voice. Yeah, it's like have we even what? talked about this on this podcast before? I, I know we've we, talked we about it before. We've definitely talked about the podcast. I hate that. So it's what? Absolutely ridiculous. He's one of the greatest footballers of all time, and he's, he's better than you, and he's nicer than and he's nicer than you. <laughs> Leave him alone. Uh, but yeah, he's apparently fucked it for everyone because he turned up to Kate and Will's wedding wearing his OBE medal on the wrong side of his jacket. Oh, what's th- and now they're like no medals. Absolutely no medals. I tell you what, I'd be really pissed off if I'd like done a lot of stuff in war and I wasn't allowed yeah. to wear my medals. But also to show that I don't really know much about combat. Yeah, <laughs> done a lot of stuff in war. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I like though is that um, <laughs> Beckham is so powerful now that he's affecting royal protocol. So actually, it says more about Beckham's importance. Status, yeah. That people really cared, uh, the pe- and the people's king. The big one that we should point out is that you cannot bring a sword. <laughs> they, they've specifically said, <laughs> because David <Beckham>. no swords. <laughs> like, what a mad wedding you, you're having that you have to ban swords from it. You know you've got a posh wedding if yeah. that's an issue. It's mental. Actually, uh, I haven't printed it out because of this, but someone quite literally in the last week has emailed us saying, what's the sword situation at the wedding? What's well, sword policy? Yeah, he was saying, like, could anyone bring a sword? Could Donald Trump, if he turned up, bring a sword and make it bigger than everyone else's sword? No swords, just no swords allowed, apart from the one that they might have. I suppose it like it just negates that entire awkwardness about oh he's, oh, oh, he's got he's, a, oh he got a saber. Oh, and he brought my rapier, and everyone else has got a saber, a bastard sword. <laughs> oh, you went with the bastard sword, did you? Oh, oh. Like cloud strife, you little dork. <laughs> God, that's such a dork. <laughs> right, with that, thinking about swords, should we have a break and? Cut the podcast in two. I'm going to go get the condoms. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, I was looking about gifts in the royal family, and I got on to... Um, Discovered like loads of weird protocols about when they are given gifts by the public at any time. Oh, okay. So you know, like similarly when um, Eugenie was offered a bit of cake outside of Newcastle University. Yes. There's a strict protocol for when they receive any gift whatsoever, and also what is then done with said gift. I hope that's true because otherwise she just rejected some cake for yeah, the Joe Scrabbles to be editing um, campaign. <laughs> According to the royal family's gift policy, which you can read online, one of a few things can happen to these presents. <laughs> one, they're accepted and used, provided they're valued at less than $208. Dollars? Which is £150. Oh, I see, right. So it's been translated. Um, so that is the 
level, £150. If it's less than that, they can be accepted and used. Anything up to a sort of collector's edition of a game. <laughs> That's how I measure things. Yeah, the Queen, yeah, she would like... Um, Nino Kuni 2. Collector's edition of Max Payne 3. Yeah, she could have that. She'd love that. Steelbook. She'd absolutely love that. She'd be merged up. <laughs> She'd get a Hawaiian shirt in that, Windsor probably. Ca- yeah, so you've got Sandringham. It's all collector's editions collectibles. Is it? Yeah. They're kept in storage for up to five years. <laughs> they're inco- that's one thing that can happen to them. They're incorporated, so they're incorporated into the raw collection in consultation with curators. So I imagine that applies if it's above 150. I imagine that applies to all the collector's editions that they're getting. Oh, yeah, you're right. From game twice. You're right. <laughs> Uh, the curator's like, nah, we've got five GTA 5s. We can't have another. Oh. Actually, we don't have it on 360. Get it in. Get it in. Get, get it all in. platforms. All, yeah, well, that's what they want. All platforms. Complete collection. Do you think we're possibly oh. alienating our audience now? Wait, was, by regressing uh, to our normal style. <laughs> I was going to invoke Bravely Default. That definitely would have done it. Um, <laughs> they're loaned or donated to an organization. Oh, Okay. <laughs> this is a brutal one. This one. They're destroyed or thrown out if there's no use for them. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, well, where, sorry, where is this documented? Is that on the official website? It's the official website. Official website. So what I'm going to go on to is if you go on to the official royal website, mm. they have to publish a list of all the gifts the royal family receive every year. Yes, Because it's a matter of public interest. Mm. So you can go on right now if you are online enabled and you can pull up uh, PDFs of all recent royal trips abroad. That's good. Um, I've got a couple of highlights and then I'll get onto an actual list I printed out. I can't believe we haven't looked at this already. This is amazing stuff. Like, these are not particularly funny, just kind of cool. Like the Queen in 2017, this is some of the best shit that she got. <laughs> she got um, the Union... The Union Jack flag from Major Tim Peake's spacesuit. What? He gave her that as a present. Because you were pointing at your chest, I thought you were going to say... Oh, Jensen. I thought you were going to say, she got the Union Jack tattooed over (laughs) her heart. (laughs) On her right breast. Um, No. She got... Tim Peake gave her the Union Jack flag off his spacesuit, which is pretty cool. That is good. Um, She was also given a Christmas decoration containing Enigma machine paper. That's good. She gets some good stuff. I bet she doesn't have a clue. She's not buying is. a Pennywise doll off she Amazon, was... UK, uh, Amazon UK and find out it came from Australia and I'm in favor of import tax. <laughs> she was too busy building uh, building cars in World War II to pay attention to the Enigma machine. I know. I and this is a lovely, delightful one. Oh, yeah. Two frame photographs of elephants from London Zoo. <laughs> oh, that is nice. Um, Charles, when he went to Antigua, got 12 bottles of hot sauce. Yes, please. And then this is going to be quite a recurring theme. Books. They books. get a lot of books. Now, oh, I suppose just everyone wants them to yeah, read their books. I really like books it. as well. So it's like, but they do get a lot of books. And I guess that, because that comes under, well under the £150 cut off as well. Yeah. So I look through some of these PDFs of like, like, like a little inventory of stuff they've been given on trips. <laughs> and I, I went for this one because it's quite a big one. But this is for. Oh my um, God. How many pages is 17? that? 17. I didn't read. It's all right. Printing this at work. <laughs> rinsing them it's in black and white still did it in colour unbelievable (laughs) they've had to mix all the colours to make that black colour Um, so this is the trip that um, Kate and Will went on with Prince George and Princess Charlotte and they were there from the 21st of September to the 1st of October this is Canadian trip okay Mm -hmm. so pretty standard fare and it's also got um, details of who gave it them as well okay right yeah so the government of Canada gave them a book Easy. Um, Straight down the line. But I'm just going to go through and just, like, rattle these off. An individual gave them a beaded purple rose. Someone's mated them a beaded purple rose. That's someone someone on Etsy. They had to say thank you for this stuff. No, that's... So I reckon this is when you're doing, like, meet and greets. And they get handed stuff, and then they'll hand it off to an aide, and they just go, fucking get that away from me. I mean... Burn it. Absolutely. Exactly. It's riddled. That's what we call D-class, standing Um, for destroy. This other individual... Selection of toiletries. Oh, like that's it, kind of a Christmas of, present. That's what I get insulting. every year. Insulting? No. Why is it insulting? It's a bit weird to give someone just toiletries if you've not met them before. Well, I don't know. If you've got, I feel like, like they'll have toiletries with them. If you're a real evangelist for Lynx Africa or 
as I imagine it's called in America, Axe Africa. Oh, it's called Axe, isn't it? Yeah. It's weird when you go to America and you see the same brands with the exact same, like, iconography. Yeah. And it's just a different name, like Walkers is Lays. Yeah. That's a good Gal- one. Galaxy is Dove, which yeah, is particularly which is confusing. Soap which here. is a soap over here. Yeah. So don't get confused there, because that's a... You know, you've seen it. You ever seen an Australian Burger King? No. Hungry Jacks. Shut up. What's that about? What's the name of the Burger King? There's it's no. Called, it's just called Hungry Jacks. Burger King is called Hungry Jacks. Is it a crown? Yeah. Well, oh, I don't know if there's a. Oh, I don't know if the guy. I think the guy might be different, but the, all everything else is the same. It sells whoppers. What? It's got the same colours and that. So it's the same. Menu. It's Burger King. <gasps> but it's called Hungry Jacks. Why does Burger King not fly in Australia? It's like literally a Commonwealth. Maybe country. it was already copyrighted there. Maybe there was a Burger King. Maybe they moved over. Oh, maybe like, that's why they do that. You know what? The maybe that's what the Burger King's name is. Um, this other person just gave him a bunch of old clothes: two, two blouses, a jacket, a jumper, a parka, two dresses, a coat, a pair of trousers, a wrap, two pairs of jeans, a skirt, and a box of prints. That's they. <laughs> just, be, they were on their way to Oxfam. <laughs> just getting rid of stuff. Like, oh God, get oh, just. Oh wait, there's a lineup. Here uh, we go. <laughs> Totem pole. Yes, please. <laughs> I want to... Imagine just being given totem poles. A bib. <laughs> what do you mean a bib? <laughs> I guess they were with two babies, but... One, oh, I one, see, yeah. There were two babies, one bib. One bib. Um, a bottle of red wine and two bottles of maple syrup. That's a good time oh, in Canada. yes. A cloak. Please. What? E- that's all it says, cloak. Cloak. Eagle feather. Yeah. Mint tonic. <laughs> Mint tonic. <laughs> Mint tonic. What? <laughs> Donna, mint tonic, give, gifted by an individual. Another individual gave them nine packets of cereal. I, uh, this is I men- don't understand. This is a mental one. Two mugs, two shopping bags, two key rings, two USB sticks. <laughs> There's too little information about these. It should say, like, that, I bet, is a businessman who's had a I load know, of merch but, made. Yeah. I but just want to know mad in two shopping bags, two key rings, and two USB sticks. I actually looked through a lot of these PDFs. Yeah. There's a lot of USB sticks being gifted to the royal family. there are. Two tins of salmon and two packets of salmon. Yes. Oh, that's Canadian, though. You but get what's Canadian salmon What's a there? packet? Oh, I guess smoked salmon. Yeah. I had some smoked salmon on Sunday. Did you? Oh, it was lovely. Um, anyway, that's enough of my Not into it. That's not mine. Well, I had bagel and lox. Yeah. Not into smoked salmon. Yeah. I like hot smoked salmon. Tastes different. What? When it's, when it's smoked, but it cooks the salmon. Ooh. Oh, it's good. 11 bottles of wine. Eleven. That's from the the Lieutenant Governor of British Columbia. Oh, okay. So that wasn't a, like a lineup thing. Because I love the idea of them just one by one. Here's one. This is two, three. Um, excuse me. A wooden a wooden model of Prince George. <laughs> oh, that's got to be. There's no way that's not haunting to look at. Is is a wooden model of your child? And like babies all look pretty similar. Like you're not going to be able to get the nuances of Prince George's baby face this on is, wood. This is such a mad scene. bread mix. Bread mix. This is this has gone from individual to member of the public. Member of the public, bread mix. Member of the public, cool bag. So I think that means individuals are sending their stuff in as like business guys. Right. Member of the and public, I reckon, like at lineups. Being foisted, cool bag, cool bag. Always useful, a cool bag. Oh, I, I was like, this is the first time they've added an adjective. That bag was cool. Cool bag. Um, that is a cool bag. DVD. 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 That's all it says. DVD. T-shirt. Jimmy Carr, probably. <laughs> Standing there, have that. Five hoodies. Five hoodies? Five hoodies. <laughs> a child's life jacket. Oh, that would go perfect with but my cloak. A... <laughs> magnet. <laughs> One magnet. <laughs> One magnet. <laughs> pair, of sh- <laughs> pair of shoes. Yeah. Set of Lego, which is lovely. Yeah. This is, this is shy. Who's giving them this? Packet of her- two hair clips. I wouldn't even... A packet of two hair clips. What? Come on, Canada. You gave him a. You gave his mum and dad a room full of 19th century furniture. And also, imagine how embarrassed you'd be. Packet you of turn two up, You're like, I've got these two hair clips, and there's a guy toting a totem pole halfway down the road. Um, another child's laugh jacket. Sinister. Stop giving them things that imply Ooh. they're going to be in trouble. Oh, this is this was given specifically to Princess Charlotte of Cambridge, mm. who would have been like one or two at the time. Two fridge magnets. <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth it, is it? It's so weird. Um, 
Well, there's some gifts given to birth children. This is good. This was given to Prince George. Little Prince George, the future monarch of Great Britain. Our little wooden boy. Um, our little wooden boy. You know what? Oh, what to what the great nation of Canada do to curry favour with little kids Prince George? He's six flannels. Six flannels. <laughs> Six flannels for the little fella. Imagine him obsessed with the police. That's books, page of books. Oh my god. Um, this was given to Prince George and Princess Charlotte. It's a bit awkward. They're going to have to share a bottle of bubble mix. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a bottle of whiskey. And then finally to Prince Harry, pair of flip flops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but they are uh, have hyenas. They're pretty good. <laughs> so that's um, what the great nation of Canada gave to. Our family. That's wicked. I, Our first family. I mean, so, does that mean we'll get a thing of gifts given? I don't know if it, because it's not a public visit. Mm, It'd be, be fascinating really if it is. Exciting. I want, oh, or maybe George when they're on He's giving them, getting them one of those Nespresso machines, isn't he? Oh, of course he, he gets is. He gets them free. He's got hundreds of them. He, when we're talking about a room full of furniture, he's got a room, room full, full of espressos. Yeah, and those little pods. But that's the pods. That's where they get you. That's the expensive. Oh bit. yeah, that's well expensive. Oh, they're ridiculous. It's not even that nice. Nice, horrible. It's absolutely done us there, as George. Yep. Right, emails. I've got one. It's called Strange Baby Names. So we talked about strange baby names uh, a bit. And I think, I, I don't actually remember this, but we asked people to tell us their strange names they'd come across. Oh, because, yeah, we mentioned Richard William Cock. Yep. I remember that. Uh, Katie Lake says uh, that her friends at work are excited about the upcoming nuptials between Harry and Meghan, and she works at a paediatric emergency room near Boston as a nurse. And sometimes we see some of the strangest names. My friends and I wanted to share with you some strange names that we've come across. This is insane. <laughs> Right? Is it Boston US, do you say? <clears throat> uh, doesn't make clear. Not sure. Okay. Could be Boston UK, Boston US. Yeah. It's Both more exciting if it's Boston US. Boston, Boston, Boston. Boston. Because they got that accent. Yeah. That I'm not, not going to do. do. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to alienate people. They, they this s- close to the end. Chowder. That's what they you say. Just, you weren't going to do it. Yeah, but I'm in Are it you now. you from Southie now? Yes, I'm from the town. I, I've, seen, I've, seen, I've seen both the town, Manchester by the Sea, and Gone Baby Gone. So it looks Pretty, rough as. Oh, yeah. It's no, <laughs> and The Departed. Like, it's not a city that inspires <laughs> happy stories. That's not... I, I, but because it's apparently great. I do think there's like quite an affinity with British people and Bostonians, because that's like where we first landed. Yeah. Like, and it's got British similar, weather. Similar temperament. Yeah. bit miserable. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, uh, I, like I think we've got even worse for him, but here we go. No, that's nice. Ch- check out some of these, see if you'd like them. Hymen. What? Hymen. I suppose it's like a Greek name. Technically. Hymen- is it Hymenestra, the Greek? You know better than I. I know Let's more about Hymens, it. yes. Uh, lucky girl, all one word, except the G's, <laughs> except the G's capitalised. Either that's after Hymen. Yep. Kazam. <laughs> K-H-A-Z-A-M. Queen Latifah. That's already a name. I could get it. If you really you like don't Queen want to Latifah. Be this, you don't want to be Queen Latifah the second. No. So that's why you just go Queen Latifah. Yeah. Just like, mm. screw it. Um, Poppy Fields. <laughs> that's two words, but I'm assuming it's... That's her surname. I don't know. I, these are all first names before, so I, I think maybe. Um, right. This, this is quite confusing. Kevin, right? But pronounced Evan because the K is silent like in knowledge per mother of patient. <laughs> Evan with the silent K. Jesus. What? Vaginae, except spelt vagina. <laughs> you can't, no. Per mother of child. That's not right. Uh, per, yeah, 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 yeah. No one is naming the door. Vaginae. Vagina. Twin boys. Henry and Henry, except the second one has an I instead of a Y. <laughs> so it could be Henry and Henri. It's not, though. Henry and Henry. And this is unbelievable. Well, more than I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spell it out for you, and then you tell me how you think it's pronounced, because we do have a, a confirmation of it. B. Oh, my pen's broken. Oh, okay, B. L. H. What? E. What? S. Huh? S. N. That's the name. How do, you say, how do you say that? I would say with that, ooh, I went blessing. Blessing? Pronounced blessing. 
<laughs> with the G at the end. I feel like we've blessing. I feel like we spelt that correctly once. Blessing. It's <laughs> really good. Uh, would you choose any of those? I think Kevin with a silent K mm. is absolutely hilarious. Poppy Fields is quite cute. Poppy Fields is nice. Although he signifies something quite horrible. Kazam is a really good name. It's a strong name. Ex- excite someone. Strong name. Vaginet. I can't. I'd feel so. They're changing that name. Kate, I do hope you haven't lied to us. Are uh, you sure it's not eight? Uh, yeah, eight. You're very good. Eight. I do hope you haven't lied to us. But if you haven't, good Lord, I hope some of these people were stopped. <laughs> There is, like, an authority to stop people from giving their kids harmful names. Yeah. Because in psychos. New Zealand, there was a big list that came out a few years ago, and one of them was, like, bus station number nine. No. And, like, rat boy. <laughs> they they went, you are not allowed to call them that. Don't call your child rat boy. Bus station number nine. Because that's apparently where he was conceived. <laughs> that's apparently true. Do you know where you were conceived? Uh, no, and I wouldn't care to know, and my parents listen to this podcast, so I'm sure I'll be told Hello. it will destroy me. Uh, it's still time to write in. <laughs> Windsor Not Pod. Don't do the it! Sh- show at thewindsornotpod.com. I know where I was conceived. The island of Split. Oh, in, what, as Croatia. in Croatia? Yeah, but then nice it was place, the I former Yugoslavia. Oh, yes. Um, at the time. I would go with the second email first, because I've put those in the wrong okay, order. Okay. So this is subject title, Unique Names, from Chris Bolton. Hi both. Recently you asked for people with unique names following a chap called Zebedee Gee. Um, as, far as, no, my no, as far as I know, my daughter is the person with her name in the country, is the only person with her name. And you two actually helped in naming her. What? Yeah. Almost two years ago, on your other movies and games related podcasts, some of your colleagues helped to decide on naming her firstborn, Saria. After Link's best friend in Ocarina of Time. I was on that podcast. This is IGN UK podcast number 337. Blimey. The both of you then discuss Saria's naming along with Gav and whether or not I should be submitting her to Dark Souls. <laughs> Always meant to send an update about Saria to the IGN UK podcast and send a few cute pics of her cosplaying as Link, but always forgot. So here they are. Aww. It's really good. There Aww, she is. Oh, this is a good picture. A little Saria. <gasps> This is amazing. Right, so I need to describe this. Sorry, it looks incredibly cute. She's in a knitted link tunic, um, green standard colouring. Of course. Kukiri Forest. And she's got a knitted master sword. Uh, well. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. And she's also got a little knitted um, navi next to her hanging off a little tree. Yeah. That's beautiful. brilliant. Oh. Isn't it weird that we well, have weird. something of a hand in an actual unique baby name? Oh, I feel very responsible now. I know. That's a brilliant email. It is a lovely Chris. name, though. Aw. I, we... I don't think we came up with the name. I think Chris just said... We were talking is it, about is it. Is it weird yeah. to name our, our kid after a character from and we, we, Zelda? And we, we, we were like... Push. And we were like, no, Sari is a good so name. He's not calling her Ganondorf. Exactly. That's the thing. You're not going too mad. Yeah. Like, And she's a nice character as well. Yeah. That's really good. That's I lovely. That was brilliant. Thanks, Chris. Uh, this is from... Oh, we've got some good names. Oh, that's not the name. Well, you've got a cool username <laughs> jen adley that's a good name anyway don't worry about it uh jen adley says lots of lovely things about us and um then says regarding the wedding itself i thought i could offer an expat antipodean viewpoint born in new zealand raised in australia living in tyneside i love all those wow. places wow you have you have a connection with all of them i don't have new zealand connection well but i just like it. i've watched what we do in the shadows it's good that's brilliant isn't it? you are likely aware that australia has a history of republicanism and when i was 15 there was a referendum on independence which incidentally my dad worked on behind the scenes to maintain the databases i like to joke about him being a kiwi spy working undercover to undermine the referendum lovely this means that I grew up exposed to a weird mix of monarchists and republicans, and as such have found, up, have found myself most often ambivalent towards the crown itself. However, Harry and I are the same age, and because of that I've always felt an odd sort of kinship to him, to the extent of being embarrassed for him during the laddish years, and proud of him now that he's become such an advocate for causes like mental health and the Invictus Games. I think part of this comes from my English mum feeling quite maternal about both princes too. Something about growing up, seeing them on TV and reading about them has made me feel as close to them as, say, one of those cousins you're not quite sh- quite sure of your relation to. 
As for the New Zealand part of me, honestly, we're just happy when the royal family remember we're all the way out there and bother to visit us. My mum's told stories of New Zealand going a bit mad over previous royal weddings, and to listen to my grandma talk, it seems like nothing's really changed. Mm. But then again, they do say New Zealand is a bit like the UK 50 years ago, so I suppose that's not surprising. I've heard that phrase a lot. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense, because New Zealand is incredibly progressive compared to the UK. Also, now that would be like, what, the 70s? Yeah. You're kind of like the UK 50 years ago, if the UK... Wasn't racist. Was like a nice place where women got the vote really early yeah. and no one was a dick. <laughs> yeah, and homosexuality wasn't illegal. Um, and, oh yes, Jen also likes to point out that she too was one of those people who had never heard of Meghan Markle, despite everyone saying when it came out, she is a really famous American actress. Yeah, no, 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 no. yeah not a clue. So until the event itself deprives your loyal listeners of this podcast forever, I remain your most faithful Governor General of the Antipodes, former Jen Adley. Thanks, Jen. Very nice viewpoint. I'd never really thought about the idea that Australia might have a weird mix of monarchists and Republicans. Because it was, I guess, like, splitting off in some way makes you more entrenched. Like, you choose your opinion really quickly. And you're just like, right, I feel that way now. Yeah, and then you get nuts. Uh, Final email this week is from Brian, the self-declared, the soi-disant. The Duke of Flowers, since he's from Florida. Mm -hmm. And he says, as an American, I have no opinion about anyone in the royal family. But for some reason, my mother does. Anytime I bring up the wedding, she always talks about how much she loves Harry because he's sort of a rebel and was known for getting in trouble. She doesn't really have much of an opinion on Meghan, however. My question is, what are your mom's, mom's or mum's (gasps) opinions on Harry and Meghan? I would love to hear what they think. Well, when you sent this in... (laughs) I did ask my mum, and she has still not replied to me. Oh. So I can only imu- imagine that it's, like, complete uninterest. Really? So but when I told my mum that I was doing this project, of doing this podcast, she was really concerned that it was going to be mean. She was, mm. like, oh, she was like, don't be mean about them, Daniel. Don't be mean about them. Because I think she's a very maternal person. I, th- I think if you pressed her, I don't think she really knows what she thinks about the royals, but, like, doesn't think they're a bad thing. Mm. And there is some weird thing about growing up through the era of particularly William and Harry. Mm. She was like, my mum was very, I think she was very distressed as being a mother and seeing those two boys on national TV at their mum's funeral. Yeah. And I think that weirdly bonded a lot of people to these two people in particular. I think also. Even if you're not into the royal family, like it's a horrible thing. And they were like, just front and center. And everyone was like voyeuristically watching them go through literally the worst day of their life. And I think. Also, in terms of that um, thing we were talking about earlier, with Harry and Meghan seeming like slightly more connected somehow, yeah. I think Charles and Diana were the first time that became a thing. Yeah, like I think the royal well, wedding like fever pe- for them, people's princess, yeah, was as much about you know the fact that Diana seemed somehow more normal. Yeah, even though she came from a very wealthy, yeah, yeah, yeah. very posh family, yeah, there was something. Human, <laughs> yeah, um, not as aloof, I guess. Yeah, which and I that's kind of continued on. Uh, yeah, like I think my mum's quite pro royals. I think she likes them. I don't know if she's really interested in the politics behind it yeah. as much as she quite likes the royal family. I think my mum's similar, but yeah. I am probably misrepresenting her. Um, but if she was on WhatsApp more often, she'd have a voice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so that was the email for this week. If you want to email us, I think we're going to, you've got, you're running out of time. Because yeah. the wedding is almost upon us. But show at the windsornotpod.com. Definitely like email us about your thoughts on the big day itself yes. as well. We're, and, and we're going to, well, we, yeah, I know it's a, it's a little way off, but we are going to have one podcast after the Royal Wedding. Yes. Definitely reactions. So it'd be good to get a lot of people's feedback on like things like, the dress. Yeah. Did anything embarrassing happen? Was David Who's... Beckham the best thing about it? I was going to say, that's what I was... I just want to watch David Beckham now. Oh, I hope they have player cam. Oh, they've got to. Red um, button. And because this is um, an episode all about gifts, yes. I've got you a gift, John. Oh. Joe. Oh, well, thanks for remembering my name. John. Fucking hell. <laughs> What's this, week 15? I can't speak to it. I've had one beer as well. Unbelievable. But I've had two pies. <laughs> I'm pie drunk. Um, I've got you a little gift uh-huh. and nothing that says thank you for doing a short-lived podcast with me more than a novelty condom. Yes, boy. I'm opening the box, Joe. God, it's bad. <laughs> that's, that's that exclusive uh, Romanian amazing. Did you hear where one stem ended? 
mashup. So these are, if people haven't listened to some of the older podcasts, <laughs> these are Crown Jewels Heritage Condoms, which are um, provided by a guy called Hugh Pomfret. You can get them at www.crownjewelscondoms.co.uk. And Joe, I'm going to hand these over to you. Because yes. I think I quite like you to use your Hugh Pomfret voice. <laughs> to, oh, get the condoms out. So inside, there are four condoms. And they are gold. Two, two strips of two in gold wrappers that say Amor on. I don't know. I, don't, I feel like might be just oh, more. Amor. Yeah. Not, I thought you said Amoron. No, like, no, Amor. <laughs> like, love. Upon them is the well, word. I don't know if that's actually supposed to be Amor, whether that's just some weird brand, like, coding. Mm. Um, right. They feel like so, condoms. Little, it comes with inside, you get, you get a little certificate of authenticity. Oh, yeah. So Signed this, by Hugh. This certificate attests to the origin and pr- providence of the enclosed limited edition royal wedding souvenir love sheaths. Oh, I love that it's still called sheaths. So... There's quite a lot of copy here, but I think it is worth handing this over to you. Okay. There's a little guide to lots of things here. Okay. And these these are all very good. Heirloom quality prophylactics. Just got to get into the voice. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> I know. Hugh's gone to town, hasn't he? Oh, there's a lot. There's images of penises in I like, so form. Can, can you describe the final image once the condom's been used? Well, so yes, we've got a four-part guide to using a condom. What's so... a four-part polytip? What's a triptych? What more? Oh, I don't know. Quadtick. Triptych. Quadtick. Yeah. Let's do it. Part one. Uh, these are all in like these are like quite um, reminiscent of uh, airplane safety guides yes, style exactly. cartoons, they but they're in fancy filigreed uh, painting frames. Uh, number one, take the condom out of the wrapper, obviously. Number two, uh, seemingly extremely daintily. Oh, it's a woman's hand with an, a great engagement ring on it, putting <laughs> very daintily. Nice little detail there, Joe. A condom over the tip. Of, the, of quite a thin penis. <laughs> mad, but well mad, kept. Mad pubes on it, though. Well kept, though. I think it's well trimmed. He's got a bit of a bald patch on one bit. Uh, step three, uh, the lady's still helping hold the tip. Uh, you know, the sort of bubbled end. Um, what do we call that? The receptacle. The nozzle. But the man's the love hand nozzle. Uh, is pulling the rubberized section. The, the prophylactic. Uh, yeah, the, or the, um, the sort of uh, elastic... Bottom the, the end. The gathering of latex. Down to the base. And then seemingly I think that's like, that's like the Casablanca cut. Yes. <laughs> between, between three and four, there's, been, a, there's four, been an elision of time. There's been an event, unmentioned event, and it is a butler holding a silver platter with another butler with tweezers holding the used condom. Spent. Placing the spent condom onto the platter. Presumably, it's, it's to be one of those Australian platters, presumably. Yeah, that, and I'm, that he was bequeathed by his mum. <laughs> and I should say, it's not the reason I know it's two butlers is not because there are two fully drawn butlers. It's there's two hands wearing the same butlery stuff, same including thing. the gloves, but they are at impossible angles away yeah. from each other. So unless the butler's doing like it's a insane. bear hug to the air, putting a condom onto the platter, it has to be two butlers. Um, it's a good bit of detective work. Yeah, no, I've I've really thought about that. Um, I, I hadn't noticed. I'd seen this once before. I hadn't noticed the lady was helping, which I think is a nice touch, so to speak. Um, there's also some additional help. Uh, there's the there's quite a lot. Um, so the gentleman's sheath section um, has we've we've covered before, um, including the uh, the British method or coitus Britannicus. But there's also an American style. There is. There's a section called Making Love American Style, which I'm going to read to you now. The pilgrims of the Mayflower might not have been given to sensual pleasures, but the United States today is happily a more carefree country. America itself has over 18 different words for sex, and its people reportedly purchase more condoms than Spain, Gibraltar, Latvia, oh, and Latvia combined. I can't believe it mentions Latvia. Indeed, lovemaking in America is the country's third most popular recreational activity. <laughs> achieving a level of quality highly regarded by foreign visitors. Its Puritan forebears would certainly disapprove, but it looks like lovemaking is here to stay in these United States. God bless America. And then um, we've got Heritage Condoms of History. Do you want me to go into that? Absolutely. 
Uh, the tradition of commemorative love sheaths has a prestigious history. Queen Victoria's coronation, the end of the Second World War, and even Wellington's victory at Waterloo were all said to have been honoured. <laughs> were all said to have been honoured with souvenir condoms. And if this is true, they would certainly command a high price at auction. <laughs> Recently, however, the souvenir condom has declined in popularity, and it is only thanks to crown jewels that they have returned to the public's affection. It is a testimony to this proud British tradition that the nuptial of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle is here honoured with perhaps the finest celebratory condoms ever made. <laughs> there we go. There you go, Joe. God, that's good. Oh. So there you go. Oh, there's some very interesting language here. Oh, what's he saying? So I'm just, um, I, I just like, oh, this is interesting. Sorry, I'm just looking at the, there are bits of um, useful information during the process, which we've already discussed in cartoon form, but there's some bits. But there's an interesting thing here in the butler image. Wrap the condom in a tissue or kerchief and convey it to the bin. Please do not flush down the toilet or leave for one staff to remove. So that's actually not what you're meant to do. Ep- issue four. Don't leave, don't leave it for your staff. Well, ah. He has. Oh, it's a bit of uh, cognitive dissonance. <laughs> no, wait, that's not right. <laughs> Lie back and think of England. Exactly. So. Oh, oh well, God, go. that's good. I'm glad we got these. I love them. Excellent. So, right, um, that's it. <laughs> we'll leave I don't, it really, on I don't really know how to segue out of hard, that. Hard to leave it after that, isn't it? I'm just going to let the condoms play us out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>